0: Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. I want to just spend a few moments uh, in the book of Philippians as we draw our little study uh, on Philippians to a close. And remember, this was a a letter uh, that the Apostle Paul wrote in lockdown. Uh, This is a prison letter, one of his really famous prison letters. And we've looked at the fourth chapter. We're going to be looking at the fourth chapter tonight. And in each chapter, we pulled out a lockdown learning. So chapter one, the lockdown learning was this. When it comes to the gospel, you can't lock it down. And we're experiencing, in fact, I'm going to show you a video on Sunday of a guy who's come to faith during lockdown in this church. He's never set foot in one of our buildings but he's come to faith in Jesus during lockdown because when it comes to the gospel you can't lock it down and then in chapter 2 we looked at this, a church that serves the world might just change the world and we looked at the power of serving and I think we've looked at that a little bit tonight already with compassion and then last time we looked at this, our confidence in chapter 3, our confidence is not in a what but in In who Paul said, I want to know Christ, and his confidence was based in his relationship with Christ. But then, as we come to the fourth chapter, I think there's a learning here, and I put it like this: life is a series of lived moments. You see, the, the incredible thing in the book of Philippians is the attitude that Paul has. And that doesn't mean that life was easy for him, guys, because it really wasn't. But I think his attitude was exemplified by the way he lived each moment as each moment presented itself. And in chapter 4 of Philippians, he mentions the word anxiety. And I want us to talk a little bit about anxiety tonight because we, we, we hear a lot about anxiety and mental health uh, in our culture right now, rightly so. And obviously with COVID and coming out of COVID and are we coming out of it? Are we having to learn to live with it? What will it look like? I'm wearing masks now in supermarkets and shops and and you know what will September look like and, and when will we get as a church. And there can be a lot of anxiety in our life. And if life is a series of lived moments, how do we live those anxious moments really, really well? I remember some years ago, watching a Panorama programme about mental health amongst young people. And I can remember absolutely weeping as I watched this programme. And um, as you you look into the the situation, you know, with mental health, not just for for children and young people, but for all people. But, you know, there is something about young people specifically. A psychologist called Robert Leahy, he said this, the average child today exhibits the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient of the 1950s. It's really sobering, isn't it? You know, one in four teenagers have done or thought of doing self-harm. And these are really, really concerning things. And I think, you know, we have so many uh, professionals in our, in our church that are on the front line of this. And guys, you know, we are so behind you and praying for you. And then Phase Trust, uh, our youth project that partners with the church. These guys are really on the front end, on the front line of, of, of working with anxiety. But, you know, anxiety doesn't have a type you know, I always used to think that anxiety has a type. There's a certain type. In fact, the, the only type anxiety has is the human being type. Because anxiety is something that can grip and can affect every single one of us if we're a human being. It really can. In fact, there's been quite a few pastors who've taken their lives in, in recent months and years. In fact, I read last year of a, of a pastor in the US in his 30s of, of in a growing cool church with a wife and three kids. and Everything seemed fine. And he took his life and his wife said this. You were right all along. I truly didn't understand the depths of your depression and anxiety. I didn't understand how real and how relentless the spiritual attacks were. The pain, the fear and the turmoil you must have been dealing with every single day is unimaginable. And guys, in just a few minutes, I can't do justice to this really important subject. Well, I want to just bring you three thoughts out of Philippians chapter four. And I, I hope that this doesn't come across as trite or simplistic, because anxiety is really difficult. And if you're on the end of it, which is is depression, then, then this, this is probably isn't gonna help. You need much more help than what I can give you. But those anxious moments that all of us get in normal life, that's the kind of stuff that I want to address right now. Life is a series of lived moments. How do we live those anxious moments really well? First thing I think the Apostle Paul would say is this. Number one, adjust your response. Let's read in Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I don't think that the Apostle Paul is saying that you won't be anxious. But I think that key word, but, is really important. In those anxious moments, relocate your anxiety to the one who can handle it. He says, when you are anxious, don't stay in that anxiety. Relocate that anxiety. In fact, Peter says it this way in 1 Peter 5. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Casting is an intentional act of relocating the anxiety. So when I am anxious in that moment... Not just going to live with it, I'm going to relocate it into the hands of God. Secondly, I think Paul would say, adjust your thinking. He goes on to say in verse 8: finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You see, your challenge is not always your challenge. Sometimes your challenge is the way you think about your challenge. And you're going to think about something in those anxious moments. So I think Paul would say, listen, you're going to think about something in those anxious moments. Choose to think about whatever is good, whatever is right, whatever is noble. And I think in a word, he would say, actually, think about Jesus. Because when you think about Jesus, He is all of those things. I love this quote that Max Lakado said many years ago. He said this, "The presence of anxiety is part of life, but the prison of anxiety doesn't have to be. And I don't know right now, but maybe you're facing some anxious moments right now, even as you're watching or listening to this. And the presence of anxiety is part of life, but the prison of anxiety doesn't have to be. So let's adjust our response and relocate that anxiety. And then let's adjust our thinking. And rather than thinking around what's making us anxious, start to think about Jesus. Start to think about who he is. And then finally, I think Paul would say this, adjust your expectation. Adjust your expectation. He goes on to say, I am not saying this because I'm in need For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. And he's writing this, he's saying this from a prison cell. Whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Paul says there's a secret to those anxious moments and it's contentment. And this is really hard because our culture is built on discontentment. Our culture says you're discontent and contentment is one purchase away. So buy me, wash me, put me in your hair, wear me, eat me and you'll be content. And we all know that's not true because Paul says, listen, I've had everything and I've had nothing. And the answer to contentment is not in how much I have or how much I don't have. But it's whether I've learned to be content in that moment, and maybe there's a key here, guys. That maybe one of the keys, maybe the key, maybe the antidote to our anxiety. Maybe it's to do or connected to do without discontentment. Maybe if you and I could learn, you know, I when I was listening to to Luke talk about about people dealing with COVID in Africa. And and I was on the phone um, the other day to Pastor Ebenezer in India. Uh, and there are people dying in the streets of COVID. And the government are just washing their hands basically and saying, hey, look, we told you to social distance. You're not doing it. So just go for it. And, and I listened to that. And, and I think, you know, and, and we are all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And when I meet people who have so little and yet have discovered the secret of contentment, maybe there's a key there to some of our our anxiety. George Gallup once made a study of 402 people who had lived to be 95 years old. He wanted to know the secret of their longevity. And he found the common factor was lack of anxiety, worry or tension. And they said this, we live one day at a time. You know, the presence of anxiety is part of life. But the prison of anxiety doesn't have to be. And if you read through Philippians 4, and I'd encourage you to read through it again. And if you are experiencing anxiety, read through it slowly. Read through it with lots of different translations. Because the Apostle Paul says, when you adjust your response, when you adjust your thinking, then what I'm going to do, God says, is I'm going to give you a gift of peace. I'm going to give you a gift of calmness I'm going to actually there's going to be an exchange for your anxiety I am going to give you the gift of peace and then Paul says at the end of this passage those famous words I can do all this through him who gives me strength and we take that out of context so much and Paul isn't saying I can do anything I want to do he says I can do all this through him who gives me strength what is all this well it's all that he's been talking about so he can relocate his anxiety into the hands of God. He can adjust his thinking and think on who Jesus is. He can adjust his expectation and learn to be content. He can do all of this through the power of Jesus at work in him by his Spirit. And a better way to translate that sentence would be this, and this is going to come up on your screen right now. It it would be this, I am strong or made strong for all things in the one who constantly Infuses strength into me. Let me read that again. And guys, wherever you are, and if you want prayer tonight, Alison's going to lead us in a moment uh, of reflection and response tonight. But you can engage with prayer right now. And someone would love to pray with you because because the Bible says that when we pray, what happens? It isn't our prayer that does something as such. It's what God does in response to the prayer. So when we relocate the anxiety and we adjust our response, God says, I give you the gift of peace. I guard your heart and your mind. When we readjust or when we adjust our thinking, God gives us a fresh sense of calmness and peace. And the Apostle Paul says, I am strong or made strong for all things in the one who constantly infuses strength into me. This is not just mindfulness. This is not just the power of positive thinking. There's a supernatural transaction that goes on when we release anxiety into the hands of God and God then gives us his gift of peace. Guys, if you are in an anxious moment right now, I want to encourage you to take that thing that is making you anxious and give it to God and receive supernaturally... Yes, online, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, the gift of God's peace into your heart and into your mind. Bless you.